0: It's easy to have faith in yourself and have discipline when you're a winner, when you're number one. What you've got to have is faith and discipline when you're not a winner. Vincent Lombardi.
1: So powerful. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 21 of Commoners Honing All Disciplines podcast. Uh, it's kind of long. We should probably maybe shorten that to something, but anyways.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to shorten it? What would the acronym for that be? I, I don't know, CHAD? I'm not, oh, that's, sure. that's interesting.
1: I'm not even sure, to be honest. That's interesting. But oh, uh, yeah, we're going to get into sports this week. Just, <laughs> just sports, any kind of sports. Um, I don't know what else to say about sports here, but yeah, we're going to talk about it.
0: Did you watch the um, Did you watch the sports ball game the other day?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. The guy hit the ball. It was <laughs> the sports did the ball, ball go in it the net. So cool. Did the ball go I in think the so. net? I think That's crazy. So. A, couple time, a couple times it did.
0: And the crowd cheered. That's so awesome, man! I just Wouldn't it be so I was cool?
1: Very excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was very excited to see my team that I enjoy beat the team that I do not enjoy after mm-hmm. hitting the ball into the net. It's so great. You know, I'm a I, you know I'm I remember a when enjoyer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I remember my team in like 2007 when we won or lost. I don't remember. Uh, we rioted after the game because mm-hmm. you know it's just so important that my team won and or lost because I'm just so connected to my team. Um, you know, imagine people thought about like sports teams like. In terms of like real life politics, and they actually started caring about shit. That'd be so crazy. Mm. Like men actually started caring about things other than like sitting on the couch, like watching other dudes. By the way, watching think about think about like like think about the Greeks. Imagine like what Socrates would say to be like, oh yeah. After my hard day of work, I come home, or easy day of work depends on the man, but come home and sit down and crack open a beer and watch other men play sports. <laughs> And I, I don't play sports myself anymore, although I used to as a young kid. I never play sports anymore. I'm too fat and I'm too lazy. Like, uh, cringe? Yeah. Like, the it's ancient Greeks would have beat the cringe. crap out of you. Like, yeah, yes.
1: I'm just, I'm just imagining. Sorry, I'm just picturing Socrates cracking a beer. because That'd be so base. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but, uh, but anyways, my point is, like, you know, it's not bad to watch sports. It's not bad to enjoy sports on TV, but, like, Please, for God's sakes, don't neglect your own physical health and well-being. Don't Mm -hmm. neglect your own family. Don't neglect your own – this is probably for older guys too, like to to hear this. And, And if you're hearing this when you're a young guy, yeah, remember this so you don't turn into these guys. But, like, don't make sports the end all be all of your life. Don't be the guy who's obsessed with football on Sundays. Like, yeah, it seems interesting, but, like, in reality, it's by far the most one of the most superficial things that men can do Mm -hmm. is to put stock into a team that's completely out of their control, that has nothing to do with their real life, that is simply an interest that they have. That they have, they're so boring and mundane that they have nothing else to look forward to other than their sports ball team winning on the weekend. Don't be that guy. Enjoy
1: sports. Basically, uh, it's, it's serving a specific need that we have, which is like the, the camaraderie, the, the being part of a team, struggling together with other men, going for an objective, winning, like this, mm-hmm. this stuff that used to be uh, satisfied by, you know, hunting with your tribe or going to war with your tribe. Things yeah. like that is what is the actual um, thing that is driving you to want to watch things like sports. Yeah, and it's competition. Conquering. When you think about it like that it's kind of like you'll see it just as a perversion of what it really <laughs> is you know what i'm saying yeah
0: sports makes you weak so i'll, mm. I'll start with my my this is my statement you can re- try to hate it you can you can try to hate it all you want but i know i'm right watching sports um and worshiping the athletes that play those sports makes you weak makes you as an individual weak. being tribal is not necessarily inherently a bad thing. But being tribalistic about a sports team that's out of your control. That literally does not affect your life in any single way, shape mm-hmm. or form, other than the feelings that it gives you when you're sitting on the couch with your beer, watching them. Yeah.
1: It's literally a corporation.
0: It's literally a corporation, dude. It's literally a profit-driven incentives. We're not talking about like, you know, MMA and UFC, which again happens not as often. So you can't really do the same thing as you would like a hockey Mm. team or whatever, watch any basketball team or whatever. It's a bit of a different, it's a warrior mentality. People don't even like it for the same reason because it's hard to watch for some people because True. it's real violence. It's real competition. It is essentially, it's the closest thing we can get to legally of like gladiatorial arenas and like life mm-hmm. and death struggles. And like, that's what people want to see. This is what human nature desires is, is life and death, struggle, difficulty, mm-hmm. perseverance, competition, Um, you know, wrestling, MMA, you know, these things are popular still today because like, Violence is inherently a part of human history, and it's just not going to go away for men. We just have to find other Ever. ways to put our energy into that, right? We don't have to, you know, beat the crap out of each other or kill each other to protect our tribe anymore, really. I mean, at least not in North America right now. But as you can see in, in other parts of the world, like war never stopped. No. War didn't stop for other parts of the world. We just don't talk about it. We don't imagine it. We, we don't want to think about it. But it, it's been happening for for millennia. And we Mm. kind of neglect it because of where our lives are comfortable. But the reality at the end of the day is if war comes and you're not ready, well, good luck. So Mm. don't allow these it's over. So don't allow these superficial things like sports or anything else to like take over your day and prevent you from living a life of like strength and preparedness. Um, you know, for potential hardship, uh, in the future, don't let these superficial things overcome you. Yes. Enjoy watching sports once in a while, once a week, twice a week. I don't care three times a week. Just don't make your whole personality. No mm-hmm. one likes that, you know, and no one's interested no, in, so in someone like that. It, you just, you're such an average person when you kind of like let something outside of your control be the thing that guides what you do every day. And I we didn't really want it. I didn't really want to go off on like people who watch sports, but no. like, Man, I noticed a lot of young men literally be like, used to play sports in high school, played a little bit of sports in college or university and just stopped completely. Um, they stopped completely in like their, their like late twenties and early thirties because they just be lazy. They be lazy. They don't want to join sports organizations. They don't want to do anything. And it's like, it's kind of sad, man. Like get your, get your ass in gear. Like you're, do you stop being a man because you're, you're 30 or 70? no. If anything, you should be oh, more of a man at seventy in any way possible. I
1: think, I think when the Zoomers get there, we're gonna we're gonna show them that we actually are still men. I would hope uh, so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Millennials, you can still t- carry on the torch. But um, <laughs> one thing I do want to say, like, as cringe as it is to like have your whole personality be about sports, it's also extremely cringe. Um, and this is not what we're trying to do here. It's cringe to be like aggressively oh, I don't like sports at all like that's also really cringe Because mm, that's I proof agree. that you're, you're just weak so yeah true you know yeah if you watch sports like big deal just don't make it your main thing and also if you're not a sports watcher don't be like aggressively against sports and sports culture because there's obviously a reason mm-hmm. that it's so popular it's satisfying a need that all men have um yeah and we can talk more about that that it's it's a fundamental thing. That's driving people like uh, the camaraderie, the tribalism Um, and people have often criticized that like tribalism is a bad thing whenever we see examples of it in society. But I think it's I think it's a it's definitely something we need to have um, need to have satisfied. So there's going to be different ways to do that. And I think we can find more productive ways than just watching sports on TV.
0: Yeah. And like, I guess the best advice would be like, obviously like we literally talk about this all the time, but the idea of like balance, if you're going to watch a sport, um, you know, keep playing the sport. If you love a sport so much, just play it as well. Like, don't just sit on your ass watching it all like every night, you know, pick, go join a beer league or two or, or whatever, go play shinny, go play ball hockey in the summer. If you're Canadian, like, you know, go, go out and play it, man. Like, don't let that passion for the sport die. Um, mm-hmm. just because you got older and maybe you have kids now and like, no, no, make it work, man. Like, like put some effort into your life so you can, can, can you can continue to enjoy it and eventually enjoy it with your kids. Cause the idea is like when parents like something, mm-hmm. chances are they want their kid to be doing the same thing. So if you like a sport and you show a good example for your kid of like, Oh, like, you know, I play hockey once in a while, like once a week, twice a week, uh, to keep myself in shape, to keep playing the sport that I enjoy, keep honing my skills your kid's going to want to do the same thing. Like consistency as a parent is by far the best thing for a kid to have. Uh, if they want a good, if you want to be a good role model Mm -hmm. and you know, showing
1: is so much better than telling. Yeah. Showing
0: monkey see does monkey do monkey do be doing what the monkey sees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, be the monkey, be a good monkey and show your kids how to be a good monkey, uh, return to monkey and, you know, just, <laughs> just go and just be just be like a good example. And and that means like not yeah. sitting down with a beer every time watching TV and watching sports. And like also the other thing is like, you know, being in a family, men do have to seed a little bit of manhood. And the idea is like, OK, maybe on Wednesdays as a family, you guys all watch a show together. Like having a mm-hmm. shared culture as a family is so it's kind of shit on now, which is weird because it's like yeah. half the kids and the family and the parents all watch different shows. And it's like, they have nothing in common. Like that's weird. Yeah, everyone's you got, got be... like their own Netflix. That's yeah. cringe. Like, like you should be sharing things with your family and, and watching things together as cringe as, as, you know, this binging stuff is like doing it with your family is a hell of a lot better than doing it alone. I would imagine. Definitely. So like, definitely true. Keeping that family culture alive, keeping that commonality alive. Yeah. The men are going to like sports more, but like, you know, if you have women in the family, give them their one night of like shows that you guys can agree on. Like, it's good. Like, it's good to have that balance. It also helps keep you like humbled to be like, oh, I'm, a, I'm the big man of the house. I need to, what, what I <laughs> say goes hundred percent of the time. It's like, well, if what you said goes hundred percent of the time, well, you probably be a bad leader because good leaders can correct their mistakes so Mm -hmm. you know you're supposed to lead the house not not it's it's good if
1: if each person in the family can feel like they have like everything about them for a certain time especially little kids like that's why it's good to have little kids have their birthdays everyone focuses on them and um it just makes them feel more part of the family and everything which is again vital and like i said before the that that need for tribalism essentially boils down to the need to be part of a family. Um, And yeah, this is still all related to sports at the same time Mm -hmm. because just watching too much TV in general, I think is a a big problem.
0: Yeah, it is. It is one of our biggest problems and that's why all of our, always we tell you guys to get outside, um, you know, Mm -hmm. get going. I think for this month, you know, March Madness is such a staple in the U.S. when they have these top colleges, uh, these top guys kind of compete uh, in their peak physical condition to be the best uh, basketball players essentially on the, on the planet. So, you know, watching young guys with that high potential and, and, you know, seeing that and being like, well, I'm past my prime, but, like, it would be great to be able to keep up with guys my age and a bit younger. Like, that's a good goal to have if you're a bit mm-hmm. of an older guy. Um, You know, if you're in your late 20s, it's a great goal to have to be like, I want to keep up with guys like, you know, 22 years old and younger. Like, that's a good goal to have, man. Like, you shouldn't let your youth die um, just because you're not a youth anymore. Like, don't mm-hmm. let that part of yourself die. And and I remember like how many times I'd watch sports with my dad and my brother. How many times like I would play sports and like obviously like uh, your dad drops you up at hockey, whatever. Watches games, hopefully you know there's a big canadian culture around like families and hockey like Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the biggest reasons why hockey remains a staple in canada is because it's so family oriented like everyone goes to their brother's games you know even sister's games my sister used to play hockey too like Mm -hmm. it's a big family thing it's a shared family culture like we all played hockey and and that will stop as you get older and you got to kind of say oh i want to keep this going like uh i organized shinny with my brother this winter and some friends and like some cousins and like, it's good to get the family out again and, you know, keep up that, keep up that culture. It's really important. Um,
1: That's a great idea.
0: You know, the I idea, and the idea in,
1: of, Sorry, I, go say, I love how in everyone and like literally everyone, you know, in Canada has played hockey. Well, hopefully. Well, yeah, most people, like if you meet someone who doesn't, it's more weird. That's the thing. Yeah, it is. And Everyone's it, played it hockey. Tie us ones. all together.
0: Yeah. It's part of our, our shared culture. And like, and yet, and you, if you think about it, like the idea of a team is like, there's like a family aspect to a team because you have to rely on one another. You have to, um, you know, have each other's backs. You have to lead each other. You have to follow like. And, and we were talking about male hierarchies again, like especially in sports teams. Um, I'm not a fan of co-ed sports. I think they're dumb. The only two co-ed sports I think are like possibly playable are like volleyball. Cause it's very low contact and um, like ultimate Frisbee, like sports that don't really matter. Um, yeah. Like they really don't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Like, you know, volleyball, I don't know what warrior culture you're going to get out of volleyball. Like hockey's much more warrior culture, rugby, True. um, even soccer, kind of, which I hate to say, actually scrub that. Never mind. Fuck soccer. Uh, it's it's like the, it used to be like that. There used to be like soccer bench brawls and stuff, and mm-hmm. they used to be savages in like the seventies and eighties, and then everyone kind of became a little bit. What's, so. what's
1: it called? The hooligans, soccer hooligans in, the, in Britain or whatever. They're like they just go nuts, they just go nuts for every soccer game and like start fights and all that stuff. Yeah, like those it's guys. Just too drink, much. Drinking culture. That's all it is. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, and that's cringe. Like right? that's what you want to avoid. Like these fat bubble gut dudes who like they just love football. They love fo- love me some football. I yeah. uh, love me mum. Love me football. Absolute, love me beer. Bad. Simple as, and they become like five hundred pound glutes that just just like obsessed with football. And it's like, come on, man. Like there's so much more to life. um <laughs> and they have to, have to take their anger out by beating the crap out of each other. Like It's funny because like, that's now a part of their culture, but like it's sad that it got mm-hmm. to the point where that's what they had to do to get their anger taken out rather than do something useful. No, they get drunk, go to a soccer game, and beat up other team fans because my team is best. Like It's, it's wasted tribalism. It is wasted male tribalism. There's so much better to things to be putting our energies into as it. men, and we put it into... Football,
1: wasted
0: yeah so you know sports culture team culture usually tends to be pretty good um the the one thing i've always found interesting about sports and team culture is the fact that the top always rises to the top Mm. and the top doesn't mean the best player necessarily it's usually the guy who tends to play by the best amount of rules and also has a high skill level either through talent or through hard work But it tends to be those guys, like the good leaders, they, they rise out of the woodwork. Um, You know,
1: that's, um, that's like another purpose of having sports. Like, why would we bother playing among our own selves when we could be like going to war with the enemy? It's because you, you struggle amongst yourselves and figure out who's the best and then you determine your own hierarchy. So then when you do have an outside threat you go well i already know who the best leader is i already know who the strongest guy is and i already know who the fastest guy is because we've already figured that out because we've been playing sports with each other that really is the the actual survival purpose of sports um so watching sitting and watching sports on the couch is basically amounting to like watching porn in terms of like that's the same relationship as watching porn is to real sex as is, as as is you know watching sports to actually playing sports or being in a real uh sports team.
0: yeah, essentially it's like cocked. Like you're being cucked. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not there in person. So you're not it's enjoying the your spectator brain into
1: thinking you, you're, you're part of a team basically. Yeah.
0: Essentially. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's exactly what tribalism is. Like, this is the in group this is my in group because I support this team. We're all in in group, which is, which is, which is good. That's good for like a city's culture, like mm-hmm. overarching. Like that's good to be like, Oh, we all love, um, you know, the Ottawa senators, right. Or the Calgary flames. We all love them in the city. That's actually great. That's good camaraderie. That's an easy conversation starter to be like, hey, did you watch this team last night? Um, and, you know, it's okay to be like, no, I didn't watch them yet this week because I've been busy like working out and stuff. And, but people usually be like, yeah, I did watch them last night. And it's like, well, do you watch them every night? It's like, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's it's okay. It, it's a little sussy, bro. Like go do something else with your life, for God's sakes. Like, please <laughs> don't just be watching sports. Um, and I also think, you know, this is normal societally, but like people be watching sports because other people be watching sports. So, guess what happens if you don't be watching sports all the time? Like, me personally, uh, I do like, I do enjoy watching sports once in a while, but like, I can't stand non playoff sports. They don't have the same intensity, uh, especially near the end of the yeah. season. Like, actually, near the end of the seasons are usually interesting because like some teams are like, we're guaranteed in the playoffs, we're going to relax and play our second string so no one gets injured. And then, um, other teams that are like, they're like, they need one or two games to win in order to be in the playoffs, play like their best games ever potentially. So it's a really interesting time period, like just before playoffs and during playoffs. But before that, you know, beginning middle season is kind of like mundane. It's it's just not the same. So when I do watch sports, it is always playoff season that I'm like, oh, I'm willing to watch the team that I enjoy. And I'm not going to say which team I enjoy because I don't care if you know what team I like. It's my People team. Want to
1: know. People want to know if you're part of their team. If you're if you're in their tribe. <laughs>
0: okay, well, you honestly fuck it, I'll say it. I like Boston because they're annoying. I
1: like Boston.
0: Boston. I like um not uh, so hockey obviously we're talking about so Boston Bruins. You know, mm-hmm. you know why I like them? Cuz they're nuisances. They're always physical and i i like that i miss hockey being physical like the early 2000s hockey was ruthless man <laughs> it's way better than today like i know the guys weren't as strong but back then they used to fight way more often like mm-hmm. i wasn't around for the 80s hockey on um, like 70s 80s 90s hockey but man they were ruthless they didn't mess around they still had enforcers um it was way more enjoyable it was way more of a warrior sport now it's kind of now the physicality is pretty good. It's tapered off and their they're, they're checkings a bit safer, but man, they're a lot bigger and stronger now, a lot faster. So you see a guy hit someone and it is, <laughs> it knocks his helmet off and it is, it's still cool to see, man. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll say this, like sports like that, hockey, rugby, football, um, you know, Australian, Australian rules, footy, like people don't watch those sports for the purely the skill of the sport. People watch it for the hits. Mm. People love the big hits, man. Who like? What's the most popular thing in MMA? Is the knockout videos. Everyone loves the knockouts. Yeah, the jujitsu tapouts are cool to see because of the skill, but everyone loves a knockout. Why? God. Because it's the most impressive thing by the far. The violence is the like immediate and and useful violence is by far the most impressive thing. Like no one watches NASCAR because the cars go in a circle for for two hours they watch it because they crash same with formula one yeah. they watch formula one for the crashes they're the mm-hmm. most viewed videos on youtube is the crashes always always so you know don't convince yourself otherwise that that's oh you watch sports for the skill yeah that's a cope
1: everyone loves the <laughs>
0: knockouts it's okay to love the knockouts it's, it's cool as hell so i don't even know where i was going with this but you know it's okay to enjoy the sport. It's okay to enjoy a sport. It's okay to enjoy a team. Just don't let it run your life, man. It's not your tribe. Your tribe is not a sports team. You're not connected to them in any way. You're just choosing to enjoy that team. Yeah, maybe it's mm-hmm. the city you live in. But who cares? Grow up. Figure something else um, out to be tribal I'm about.
1: interested. What uh, what position did you play? dog defenseman. Defenseman?
0: Yeah, defenseman my whole yeah. life. Um I wasn't big or strong enough to be like um, a center, but I probably could have done center because I knew I was always, I always was like more playmaking, defensive oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I didn't really care to score. What I got, again, what I got was the the big blocks because like I played house, I didn't play rep. I'm not going to pretend that I was like some great hockey player. I played house as well. I just played house league. Um, There wasn't too much checking, but like you still get pretty physical and like, it's fun. You know, it's fun to like, Mm -hmm. Jab each other once in a while when you're young, and you know, you know, put a fist in someone's chest once in a while. Like it's fun. It was fun. Um, I did play much more. I would say I was much more into rugby than I was into fo- hockey, though. Mm-hmm. So rugby, I played all through high school. I fell in love with it like the first time I played it because I feel like this rugby is way more team oriented and purposeful than a sport like hockey or soccer. Like soccer, like one really good guy can essentially beat out like half a team Mm -hmm. and he might just need support once in a while. But like rugby, you can't do that. Like there was guys that were really good. You got three guys on your back. It doesn't matter how good you are. You got three guys on your back. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can only run so far with three guys on your back, grabbing your legs and grabbing everything. Like it's, it's tough. Um, and it's more rewarding so that's what I found about rugby that's much more rewarding when you would score or when you would hold the line, literally hold a line mm. against the team coming in to like score a try on your own team. Um, it's very interesting how rugby works because the ball, you have to pass it backwards or sideways or backwards. If you pass it forward, it doesn't count. So it makes the sport much more methodical than, um, much more methodical and, and repetitive. Because you are mm-hmm. slowly like crashing the line, it's very, it's very much like like World War One, like trench warfare, where it's like interesting. You, you can you move so far up, and then you hold kind of, and you see where you can go to like break break cracks into the armor and like hold the line again. And if they their team is on the offense, if their team has the ball, you got to hold the line and like hold it as much as possible to like change the t- the timing. Um, football is very similar, but football there is a lot more moving parts. So football is already totally like chess uh, with human beings that can literally kill each other with <laughs> massive hits. So I, I will give that respect to football. Um, it is much more difficult, much more dangerous, I would say. Um, like I, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't even let my kid play football, to be honest. No. I think that it, the risk of injury, the, of the concussion is way too high. And like, as men, like you're supposed to keep your brain intact, you know? Mm. Um, and why start damaging it at such an early age? the likely like I know in the US the US because popular that's where football and we're talking about American football that's where that's where where it is popular only like point two percent or point zero two percent of all the college players actually make it to like the NFL Mm. all the rest of them or majority of the rest of them like will probably just live a normal life and do normal jobs if their brain is intact and it's like there's
1: no point there's no point wrecking your brain when you're still in high school
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and in college, okay, maybe you get a free education out of it. Um, well, what are so you it's much do more your, of a... Your brain is screwed. Exactly. What are you going to do if your brain is screwed? So if you play positions that are more likely to be injured, like you got to be wary about your own health, man. QBs don't get as injured as much. And I think like, you know, special teams, whatever, they're they're not the same um, as like linebackers and like running backs who can get like big hits uh, done to them. Or they can also avoid say, big hits, but...
1: like. With that advice in mind, like don't wreck your brain when you're young, yeah. that makes sense. But if you're like really good, I'm going to tell you just go for the glory. because it's Yeah, always- take the risk. Take the risk, yeah. Go for the glory.
0: Yeah, same with go. MMA. Like don't start sparring headshots like until you're a bit older, like until you're like maybe 15, 16, your brain's developed a bit more. Uh, be careful with it. You know, don't have an ego with it. Just be Just be patient. You know, the best people in the world lose a lot more often than they win. But when they're the best, they win. That's their winning period, right? So, you know, just take that advice in mind and like patience and consistency is arguably more important than hard, fast hits and trying to rush perfection because you can't rush perfection. Like, you know, I think that one of the best athletes in terms of like hard work and the idea of like hard work is like Kobe Bryant, um, where he was like, he he was a fucking animal. He would be in the gym before people Mm -hmm. showed up he would taunt them while they were practicing together.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and when they were about to leave for practice, he keep practicing Mm -hmm. to be like, I am better than you. (laughs) I am. I may not be better like talent wise, but I work harder than every single one of you match me. Try to match me. Like, that's great. That's, that's a guy who's like, however, however flawed they are. You can rely on that guy's effort. You can trust that guy to be like this guy, his whole life is for this team. I'm gonna trust him to be the leader on the team. Like that's the guys mm-hmm. who work themselves out of the woodwork. It's not about the talent. It's not about the t- intelligence. It's not about the leadership skills. It's literally about dedication. Yeah, those are the guys that. Men that's why other
1: people, other people see that too. If you really put it in the work like that. Um, I don't know who it was, but like, I just remember reading that that people saying like they go and then Kobe's there and then they're leaving and Kobe's still there and he's just like, "That's right, I'm still here." They like mock people. It's pretty crazy. He was crazy, man. Um, And it's great to
0: have people like that as examples today. Although there's no modern wars to fight, but it's like, you know, put in the hard work. You know, don't stop. Don't stop working. Don't let your age Mm -hmm. define you. Don't let your, you know, whatever things that have held you back, don't let adversity define you. Like, just push through. You know, sports are such a good thing for young men. I know, like, it helps people get out of their garbage, It it gives them a chance to escape. Playing them gives them a chance to escape. Uh, From whatever shitty reality they may be living in, whatever crappy circumstances they have at home, like living, like playing out a sport may save their lives, Um, may have saved your life, right? Playing a sport may have like allowed you to, I think the reason it saves people's lives is it shows them that they have value. I think the number one thing that sports do in young men is show them that they actually have potential and value and it shows them a timeline of improvement. Because at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, they go, I cannot do this. And then at the end they go, oh, wow, I could, I can do this now. And that's why like the second most important trophy other than MVP, which is most valuable player, which is like, you know, that's the player that, that you needed on the team to succeed or help with success the most, the second most important trophy, and I never thought about this was most improved player because although they weren't the best, and even if they were the most mm-hmm. improved, they didn't become the best or anywhere close, it shows they were the most dedicated and that is a very important skill. It's a very important skill as a young man to have, to say, I know my potential, I know my value. Based on mm-hmm. that, I'm gonna push and push and push to the my max. And my max may not be the best as my other teammates' max, but whatever I do, I'm gonna do it the best way I can do it and be vital to the team. And like that's, people respect that. The both those people can be a leader, the most improved and the most valuable. They both have the potential to be a leader. Mm. So you know, don't get down uh... on yourself.
1: When I was in hockey and they, at the end of the year, each, each team you were on, they would give away like three medals. I can't remember what they were. It was like, but there was one, it was, there was one, it was always most dedicated. And then I remember mm-hmm. one year they changed the most dedicated medal to most improved. And I thought it was actually a good idea. Like usually you see like, Oh, it's just like, yeah, they're, they're giving everyone a, a ribbon, but th- it wasn't really true. At least when I went through, I don't know what they do now, but yeah. at that time I thought it was actually good that like the the kid on the team who's like you know maybe at the beginning of the year he can barely even skate, but at the end he's like actually going and scoring goals. Yeah, I think that kid deserves it more than like the kid with a ton of talent who just kind of waltzes in with uh, and he's just able to score easily.
0: Yeah, and I I actually remember my school and I think in the last year. Or in the last two years of when I went to school, they had the most. They had the most, the most valuable player. Obviously, they had the most improved, mm-hmm. and they had the most committed. So, like, they missed no practices. They would practice outside of practice time. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, they were the most committed. They were the most dedicated. Like, that's a huge. That's a good one too. That's a huge. Like, those are three different things that like you can be all three of. Like some a player can literally win all three of those awards, and the Mm -hmm. coaches probably wouldn't do that because, like you know, we want to celebrate other people's individual values as well. Yeah. But you have the potential to get all three of those awards, or all two, or two of those out of three. Like you have the potential to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're not exclusive.
0: It's not exclusive. They're not exclusive at all. And arguably, the person who is the MVP has all three. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's why they split it up because, like. You know, you got to give a, a, like credit where credit is due to other kids. And Definitely. it's so important, man, that team culture, the, the idea of like, you know, adapting to a team. Like we used to have like rugby parties, like specifically for the rugby team and like their girlfriends and stuff mm-hmm. um, and people who helped out with the teams, like. And it became like a little like community, a little family, all these different types of guys, some more on the smart side, some more on the less smart side, The a little bit of DGENs, <laughs> a little bit of DGENs, a little bit of nerds, like we could all get together and, 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 and have something in common, which was like sports and camaraderie mm-hmm. and, and physicality and improvement. And they respected anyone. All those people respected each other because of their effort and talent versus like status, let's say like, like high school status, like being a nerd or being a degen or being popular or whatever, like sports, uh, and male hierarchies transcend a male, female hierarchy. Um, it's much, and that's much more important. I think as young men to have is that individual male hierarchies, uh, before you start getting into the male, female hierarchy, it's a whole different world. And I know the female hierarchy is different. I'm not a girl. I, I can't speak on it. I really don't know how the female hierarchy works. They, really um, they, they they, they kind of do, but I think it has more it's to do like, with like attractiveness. It's about,
1: how, it's about how you under or for women, it's like how you understand social trends, like, and that's that's because that's what they deem valuable is, um, understanding the society. So if you go back to like just small tribes, mm-hmm. like the woman who understands like what's in fashion would have been the same woman who like understood the mood of the whole tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: The culture. That's
1: kind of what they that's kind of what they value. Yeah, like just being in in tune with the culture.
0: Plus attractiveness. I think attractiveness uh, is like on the female hierarchy is more important. Like the male hierarchy, like you can be an ugly dude, but if you're the best guy on the team, like no one gives really gives a crap. Yeah, you'll you'll get you'll um, get recognized. 100%. You'll get recognized regardless of attractiveness. But the best players tend to be the most attractive, which is like you know physiognomy check, kind of like confirmation yep. bias. Like it's, you know, it's the true. best players are the most handsome, and like the most handsome <laughs> tend to be the best players. But sometimes not. Like obviously, sometimes not. But like it was usually like kind of that trend, right? Where like. Hmm. Um, some of the better looking guys would be like the better players uh, and the worst looking guys would be like average or worse. I don't know, man. It's, it is physiognomy check. Like for real, for real. Like, it's
1: real. It is real. Is, it uh, is
0: absolutely real. All right. Just um, do a whole yeah.
1: episode on physiognomy. I think or we'll do like a live we, one. We'll just be pulling yeah. up people's pictures.
0: What can we tell from everyone's face? It'd be kind of funny. It'd actually be kind of be funny fun. if we did like an AI like you know, like AI face generated thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, what is this guy good at? What is he bad at? Like mental, is that like mentalist stuff? Ah,
1: whatever. Um, it takes skull measurement. <laughs> <Skull.
0: laughs> <laughs> the can't. We're gonna do canthal tilt, um, yeah. carrying angle, you know, forehead angle, height, obviously.
1: Important. Height, height is the biggest. <laughs>
0: heights height sucks man height honestly like i guess we're going on topic right now but like height is by <laughs> far the worst metric for men because you have literally no control over it yeah you can't do can't anything do about height it's so <laughs> fucking cringe but but there's something about being short that makes men try harder mm-hmm. i think men who are shorter try harder than men who are taller and that makes them better men it's overall probably true. it's probably and like, true People call it the Napoleon complex. Yeah, I just call it like being based. Like it's good if you're a short, short guy to be like, I don't care if I'm short. short. I love short kings. I like I don't care if I'm short. Like <laughs> all it's funny, all the short guys that I know personally, honestly, some of the best guys I know. Like some of the Thanks. smartest, most well read. <laughs> <laughs> it's over it's (laughs) over um they're just very well read they're very disciplined (laughs) they understand things like better than other like tall dudes like tall dudes can afford to be like stupid kind of um like it's an unfair advantage but at the same time it's like you know keep yourself in check because like that short king will outpace (laughs) you if you're not careful you know
1: uh (laughs) definitely yeah um I'll see what's back on topic here. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Like we can get into sports of different age groups. Yeah. Um, so of course um, like when you're a kid, what's the difference like of a kid going through, like how does the sport change? It's obviously for little kids, you're just kind of learning and it's, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like you're learning the ability to have any kind of social cohesion, like in a group with rules and, And whatnot. And um, yeah, as a little kid, I think that's really important. Um, Yeah. Socialization.
0: um, So three things, three things I'll break down. Actually, I'll add a fourth one because it's always, it's always there. Like, uh, so number one is value. Obviously Um, you bring value to a kid's life by saying, look at you, you're capable of this. You're capable of this. You can work with other kids to get a goal done. Like that's good. That's value. Um, Okay, maybe I'll do five then. So value. And then there's teamwork, right? You can work with others. You can get things done. Uh, You can rely on others and they can rely on you. Uh, The the third one is rules. So playing by the rules. So like understanding the rules of the game, understanding how to, how to utilize them to play to your best advantage. Like I was talking about that little box, right? So Mm -hmm. the rules create the box for you. It's your job to use the rules to mess, to to explore that entire box. Right? Because the aim of the, of the rules are to play the sport the best way possible. It's your job to kind of mess with like mess around inside that box to optimize the sport Uh, and that starts as a kid. The next one I'll say is like you were saying social cohesion. So uh, sportsmanship and socialization how well you work together with others understanding what it like what people want in order to work well together what they need that all starts as a kid and then the final thing is sportsmanship. So how well you personally deal with other individuals being bad towards you or you being good towards others, how that pays off, like the rewards of being a good sportsman, the rewards of discussing, like working together as a team, uh, the rewards of like someone being talented and you being able to help them out. Like it's like if you notice, and, and I think basketball is one of the best examples of this, but like there's usually a star player and there's one or two guys that back him up like no other player could back them up. So, so. I think one of the best examples of this and most people understand is like Michael Jordan, uh, Scotty Pittman and Dennis Rodman. Uh, they were on like a, that three year, I believe it is that three year tear. I forget the years it was in the nineties, but the three year tear when they literally won like every single championship three years in a row and they would dominate. No one mm-hmm. could stop them. Like they had difficulties against some teams, but like they would literally wreck shit. They were basically unstoppable because Michael Jordan was so good. But his support was just as good at their roles. Oh, so mm. out of the sixth one, uh, understanding your role, understanding your position, right? In hockey, you have you have offense, and that's broken down into two roles, centerman or three roles, centerman, left wing, and right wing. And the centerman is like the playmaker. He may be a bit more defensive. He may be a bit more aggressive. Uh, he makes the plays to the left wing and right wing. The left wing and right wing are much more aggressive. They want the puck. They, they make passing plays. They're in front of the net. They want to score. The center may be in front of the net, like allowing the left and right wing to like score. He might be screening. So that's a, there's a role understanding there. Defensemen, same thing. With some defensemen, you have more aggressive defensemen, more defensive. They work together on their lines so they can back each other up. And then obviously the goalie who's like overseeing everything. He has the vision. He needs to understand what's going on. He, he needs to be the best at communicating. So he puts people in good positions to prevent himself from being scored on. Like that's huge. Like role understanding, mm-hmm. like being a part of a team. Um, you know, even in rugby, we had different positions, and, and they would affect how you play. There's too many to get into, but hockey's a bit better of an example of like, you know, forwards, think, defense, I goalie. I think more people
1: get hockey. Just for and yeah,
0: Canadians. Yeah, hockey's a good understanding, uh, easy one to break down. Like five, uh, th- three. That's positions, interesting. Um,
1: the uh... There's also like a, what you learn is a nonverbal communication. Cause mm. when I played, I was a, I was the goalie and you kind of like, there's no way to talk to people on the ice, right? It's too loud and like mouth guard and everything. Like there's no way to like really have much communication, but you just kind of like get a, get to know your, your team and you just know what they're going to do in certain situations. And you can kind of like almost communicate just based on what you're also doing and I think that's really interesting that, um, and valuable that that you can learn that, especially as a kid, um, to function within a a male hierarchy like that, and function within a, a unit on a team, it's really valuable. Yeah, and you also, use those skills,
0: and also understanding uh, the valuable resources within a team. So, like there was the most there by far is the most forwards. Right, there's three players that play forward every shift. So there's going to be more forwards because they have to shift off more often. There's two defensemen on every shift. So there's slightly less defensemen than there is forwards because they have to shift off, but there's only two that have to go back on so they can take you know, breaks within those two people. But there's only one or two goalies, usually mm-hmm. one in house league. So Boy. everyone knew you treat that goalie like he's king because if something happens to that goalie, you're all fucked. It is like an yeah. upside-down pyramid, literally an upside-down pyramid. The goalie is at the bottom, and he's the base for everything. If you have a shitty goalie, you gotta like really be really good to prevent the goalie from being good. But if the goalie's good, you do everything in your power to support the goalie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it all starts kind of with that upside down pyramid, like the goalie being one of the most important positions. Yeah, of course you can have centermen that carry, you can have defensemen that carry, but like they're only on one one shift out of two or three.
1: Yeah, the goalies the goalies
0: on. on the whole game. So in the house league, especially when there's no backup half the time you better be good to your goalie. You better make sure he's not getting messed around with if people like, this is a big thing in hockey specifically, but if your goalie gets checked, mm-hmm. you beat the shit out of the guy that checked your goalie, yeah. get the penalty. You get the penalty. Like always it sometimes it'd be a five minute major, but you show the other team one, no one messes with your goalie and also shows your goalie. You know, I'm not gonna let anyone mess with you. So it builds that like nonverbal mm-hmm. communication, right? I don't need to say anything to know, for the goalie to know, I'm not going to let anyone mess with you like that. And usually mm-hmm. it'd be a forward who would do it because again, the defensemen they need to be in their positions like they there's they're more valuable as a resource because they're more limited, but you know, a left wing that was more aggressive, you know, they just take out they just take <laughs> out that guy. They'd come in like <laughs> it would be bad sometimes. I've seen some yeah. bad ones. But people like you don't mess with the goalie, man. You do not mess with the goalie. He is the foundation of a team. Um and this is hockey specifically, but I'm sure in everyone's sport they can be like oh yeah i understand uh soccer it's a bit different because like you can kind of prevent the ball from even going on your side yeah based on the pacing uh football yeah. you know the, the you can't QB. really do as
1: much in soccer like yeah exactly the net size versus the size of the guy it's, it's yeah. not really possible to to like work miracles there mm-hmm. but yeah
0: and same with football like anyone messes with the qb if he gets tackled too hard yeah you can't yeah. make a play after but two guys will target that one guy the next play and just Mm them because like you know even but even like football culture has started to change where like when someone tackles a qb it's a very light tackle Mm -hmm. like they don't tackle the qb the way they'll tackle other players like they'll give them a good shove uh they'll give them a good low tackle but they rarely go high and if they go high it's more like a ball swat than it is like a a big head-to-head tackle because they know even these players that have been playing professionally for years know like you know, you don't fuck with a QB. And also, I think this is an interesting thing, but also because it's profit-driven and the QBs mm. are such a vital part of the team. Even the other, every team understands like, you know, if we want to get paid, we need our QBs intact kind of thing. Yeah, So that's true. It, it's really interesting. And the, the money adds a very interesting as, uh, aspect to the game. And that's why I think house league and like rep, you know, lower level sports are a bit easier for kids to learn. And obviously they're very good. It's more intense, Mm -hmm. right? It's much more competitive and that's also good for, for young men, right? Like even if your kid's not the greatest at hockey, if you can get them in single A, yeah, it's expensive, but like, you know, it may be worth it helping them teach the value of competition or not. They could just turn into massive douchebags, um, (laughs) which tends to happen. I find single A, double A guys are like, I wasn't good enough to go to the show or like the OHL or the AHL, um, Mm -hmm or the QMJHL, all these other small leagues. Like they're but, good, but, but not they're good enough. Yeah, but, the, but they're way better than house league players, so they always mess with them. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, you're kind of an asshole, but <laughs> it's because they're mad, they didn't make the big show, and it's like, relax. like, like Your parents should have been more realistic about like what you were doing. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think it's kind of un- To be honest, I think it's kind of unfair to these guys who like become assholes because their parents are like, yeah, you're going to go to the NHL. And it's like, you know that by 13, if they they have the potential to go to like the NHL. Mm -hmm. And even then it's no guarantee because if they mess up and they're hard to work with, Oh, this is a football thing. If you're the best guy on the team, like in college, it happens like that's when it starts to happen high school. They let people get away with murder, like being asshole players that the coaches can't like teach. But in college football, if you're a bad, like teammate, they'll kick you off the team. Mm -hmm. Like the coach does not have time. Like football is treated like war. There is no time for soldiers to talk back to the general. There's Mm -hmm. simply no time. Right. And if they are going to do that, it's usually a QB. Who's like, I think this play is best because I know my players coach and the coach is like, fine. Like, I'll give Mm -hmm. you the go ahead, but anyone else talks back and they don't have the repertoire to say that thing to a coach. The coach is literally like, get the fuck off the field. <laughs> like you're you're not a you're not like you're a cog in the machine of this football team. There is fifty players only. There's probably a hundred staff and players total, like as support staff. Do you think you're really that important on a group of a hundred people? No, no, sir, young man. <laughs> no. It also teaches that humility and, and the idea of like, you know, respect the person in the charge because they know so. more than you. They are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. A good show to watch, uh, to see this is, uh, there was a lot of these, I forget what they're called. It's like last chance you on Netflix, which is actually an interesting show because it shows these kids who are like, you know, they're pretty good at football. They're pretty good at college football, but they don't have their academics in order. They might have a bad attitude. Um, it's interesting to see what these young guys go through when they're like, I still want to be like potentially in the NFL. I have the potential to go to the NFL and be a great college player. Um, I just don't mm-hmm. – I'm missing something. So it's interesting interesting to see these guys who miss something to push for, you know, still push for glory, even though they may have fallen short before. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. if any of these guys make it to the NFL. I think one of them or two of them did uh, to the guys they looked at because they, they do try to look at the best guys. So it's, it's kind of biased uh, from Netflix's perspective. But it makes sense, right? Like they're not going to show guys that are never going to make it uh, mm-hmm. because then it's like it's boring. Not going
1: to make it no that's true <laughs>
0: but um, you know there there's really no time for nonsense on a, on a sports team that's very serious and it's the same in war like there is no time for nonsense there is no time for liberalism essentially of like change it's all very conservative people and it's funny the tribalism from sports pulls in conservative people because it's like they should be doing other things but mm. you know it's a whole other topic of why conservatives Interesting, suck uh... today <laughs> Shout out!
1: Do an episode on it at some point.
0: Shout out neocons being total (laughs) fucking losers. Oh,
1: that's funny. So true, by the way. So true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I think one other thing.
1: uh, Yeah, you got one more thing to add. Go ahead.
0: I do have one more thing to add. So networking. What do sports do in the past that allow you to have a better future? That's networking. A good point. Um being able to so the idea of networking with a sports team, uh or sorry, networking from being on a sports team is you have commonalities with people. Uh other people who've played sports before, they understand how sports teams work and they kind of want to run a business like that. They kind of want to act out a sports team ideal when they're running a business, when they're running a company. You know, it is a team, right? And it even is. though it doesn't it's not the same value as a sports team, like it, the, the camaraderie is not the same. It still ran as such. And it should be yeah. because, you know, all teams are the same. The goals are just different. Right. And, and because it's not a sport, obviously, it's not physical half the time, but it's still vital. And also, you know, like I was saying, in terms of networking, you know how to communicate with people better. If you watch your 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 city sports team once in a while. Um, you know, that's an easy way to get in touch with people and find commonalities between people. And that's why I don't shit on sports completely shared culture is important, um, as, as a group, but individuals, you know, giving their lives for a sports team or or, or a certain sport, it's like, you know, that's not very healthy uh, culturally either. So there has to be that balance of like, I enjoy watching the sport. I don't watch it often, or I do want to watch it often, but I also need to play it. Um, I should utilize uh... it to network with people. Sorry.
1: one thing i'll say like about the networking is really good for dudes if you want to make friends like just have a basic understanding about how all not all but like you know the main sports that are are popular in your culture like so we would like have hockey football baseball whatever just have an understanding of how that's played um when you're a kid in high school whatever like try as many as you can and just for that the value of knowing that like if there was a group of guys like hey you want to play you can go in and you know reasonably confident maybe you're rusty skill wise but you know how the game's played at least so you can actually jump into the play amazing way to make friends and mm-hmm. you know they'll be friends that are actually active uh which is huge yeah they're I not just, just like saying, really they're it. not just people that are sitting and watching it like they're actually out playing and they say hey buddy you want to play like or you're at the beach hey you want to like Hop in with this volleyball. Like we need an extra guy, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I think it's a great way to make friends. So I would just recommend, like, even though, like you said, like we don't shit on sports completely. Even though we said, yeah, it's it's cringe to just watch sports all day. Still understand how to play sports because mm-hmm. in the culture, it's it's a very important thing. And it's just yeah. something you'll actually be able to make you friends and make you more popular.
0: Yeah, and I don't even think we have to add, but, like, the idea of the physical pursuit of sport is so vital to everyone, you know, men and women. Women just tend not to like them as much as men, but that's fine. The the physical pursuit of sport and, like, physical greatness and, you know, attaining strength, attaining physical fitness, like, that's always good. That'll never not be good. And I think sports, honestly... Is like the optimal way to stay in shape, stay strong, and like work with people and network. Like that's why I loved I love doing MMA because I could do strength training, which assisted in my MMA. I could do it with people that I would do I would spar with and be partners with. Um, We both learn things at the same time and practice them on each other and share the knowledge of. um, If they were better than me or more experienced than me, they could share with me. If I was more experienced than someone else, I could share with them. Like it's funny you don't think of mma as like a team sport but when you go to an mma gym and you and you're there for long enough it is a team like it mm. is like a family um and it's, yeah, it's much more serious each
1: other. that's true
0: yeah it, there's a lot of camaraderie there so like you know don't be afraid to try a bunch of different sports um you know even gymnastics as a man like have you seen some of these dudes who do like the rings and stuff
1: these guys are you massive. Gotta be, you gotta be really strong yeah it's impressive.
0: and also they're short kings for all my short kings <laughs> all these guys who do like the rings and like the the, no. the like the horse thing like they're shorter guys their upper bodies are massive their biceps are huge dude so like
1: you no, I'll know say, not if you're, short, you're already you got enough to deal with don't become a gymnast
0: no don't dude oh you
1: wouldn't
0: get bullied you're short you're gonna get bullied anyway no, well i'm kidding <laughs> So no i know true. a couple like young like young gymnast guys dude these guys are shredded super confident because their calisthenics are insane mm-hmm. like they like will rinse people at calisthenics it's so crazy to see so you know don't be afraid to try a little bit of unorthodox sports um if you're a bit of a different like obviously you're very yeah, tall man. don't waste your time not playing volleyball <laughs> or basketball yeah, or swimming yeah, don't waste your totally. time if you're very short don't waste your time um in other sports like do like you still do boxing you still do mma at every size but like mm-hmm. you know don't be afraid to do gymnastics don't be afraid to do things that like or like racing you know stuff like that like things that benefit from your shortness you know horse riding like jockeys are usually relatively short like it seems weird but like why not try the niches if you're able to fit inside yeah. them polo um,
1: if you're rich go ahead
0: yeah polo if you're rich yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's ball, balling. golf you know, uh
1: Golf's really popular
0: Golf, yeah golf i think right? almost everyone at any size can play obviously if you're larger or you're taller you can have more of a fulcrum to swing with mm-hmm. you get more you get more energy at the bottom of that ball but who cares right like you can still play it as a short guy if you have more accuracy maybe and you say oh i'm going to focus on accuracy like can you still be a great golfer like um
1: well, I, got, I i really admire tiger woods He's, he was like he was really dedicated not just like obviously raw talent but also like obviously it's kind of sad the way his dad um, forced him to practice since he was like a little kid. But mm-hmm. even as an adult, he was like really just like going after like, he almost looked like a bodybuilder at some points. Yeah, he Woods. was pretty sure name And
0: like, yeah, he figured it'd be worth it for him to get that Jack to, to be better mm-hmm. at golf. And now in his older age, he can still like that muscle memory is so deep uh, ingrained. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't need to be big or small or whatever. Like I can just do what I do. I mean, my body's oh, adapted God. to it. Be he was so he would interesting.
1: Like, um, he would hit the ball so hard, like like the shock ruined his knees. Like, you don't even think about your knees getting wrecked during golf, but like yeah, yeah, he actually no. was hitting the ball. And he he would always um, what was that guy who was like his rival, Nicholson or something?
0: I, yeah, it was his his Nicholson. Name. Yeah, Phil but, Nicholson. um,
1: he said uh, he, his biggest problem with that guy was said he had he had the raw talent, but he just. He was always like twenty pounds overweight. He just said, "Like he doesn't even try," and mm-hmm. he was always kind of like going back and forth between him and that guy. But he, he always said, "Like you're a waste of talent." Like, and he was like constantly working as hard as he could, yeah. Like, shredded diet everything just so he could be the be the absolute best. Yeah. And uh, Mickelson had like a more. gut. Yeah, exactly. But and he, like, it's it's he, so funny. He had funny. raw talent, like so he didn't really have to try.
0: That's why don't waste your raw talent um, because no. you're talented. You should arguably work harder. So then you're the greatest of the greats, but exactly. that's up to you. That's a mindset as well. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll add something interesting. Uh, depending on the sport you play, you will change your physical body. So for example, and this is an extreme True. example, but like medieval archers in the hand that they would hold the bow, the bone was denser. Mm. So just think about that for a second. And the, the modern day example could be, be in in muay thai in thailand they kick trees so their shins mm-hmm. get h- stronger and harder and if you notice these guys that do muay thai for a long time their calves and their shins are huge because mm-hmm. they've been working those muscles for so long their, their bones have changed so yeah you know just take that into account as well like sports literally changes your body it's much cool. more than a mental or physical thing it it, like it, it ingrains itself into your dna which i think is pretty pretty awesome and you know you want to put you want better dna you want to be stronger you want to be faster Mm. play a sport that makes that happen
1: i think that's a good spot to uh close it off everybody sports sports (laughs) we love sports nothing in this world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort pain and difficulty teddy roosevelt